Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my rancid, my hardcore, my big bitch, Master John Lord Bala, Johnny Hotcakes for Sir. Yay! Me. <laughs> <laughs> my voice already cracks, I had to go with it. Then we have the infamous. <laughs> infamous? <laughs> the infamous! <laughs> the fun, the bubbly, the hot. The sexy. The sexy. Mm. <laughs> Misty Ray! <laughs> no, 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 yay! <laughs> oh, she has a cute laugh. Yes, she does. <laughs> See? Oh, God. Yes, she does. All right. All right, kids. Are we ready? We're ready. So this is on Glamour.com. It is how to increase... <laughs> now I was talking, Misty. Jeez. Somebody's being a bad girl tonight. <sighs> I wasn't ready. She likes it when she gets punished That's on That's not air. my problem. So how to increase your sex drive, according to a neuroscientist. You know who is a neuroscientist? Who? Miriam Mayim. Biolic. Right. Yes. She sure is. She sure is. From yeah. the Big Bang Theory. From the Big Bang Theory. Yes, she was interviewed and someone had made some snarky remark and she's like, no, I really am a neuroscientist. <laughs> she really is. Yeah. I mean, after um, Blossom, she yeah. went to college and yeah. got into... I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure which college she got into. It's pretty prestigious. I was going to say. She has an extremely genius IQ. Yeah. yeah. She's the host that. of Jeopardy now. Yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's appropriate. I really like her. I do, too. Yeah. All right, kids. So, just in case y'all wanted to know how we felt about my own belief. <laughs> Thank you. You can, you can say a name. Let's yes. Let's I said it real fast. <laughs> and it can come out okay. okay right? We'll just pretend like it's right in your lips. I know. <laughs> All right. Because so. if it's wrong, we'll have to do the new punishment that we learned yesterday. When Mia um, says, shoot her in the pussy, and then I shoot you in the pussy. Oh, no. <laughs> with the Nerf guns. Ways to enhance your sex life. Right. Shoot each other with Nerf guns for fun. It's fun. Especially in your genitals. All right. right. <laughs> so. Listen, you get the blood flowing, you have a good time, you start laughing, you have great sex. That's true. That's how that goes. All right. It says, in Glamour Sex Column, Ask Dr. Nan, a sex therapist turned neuroscientist, answers all of your burning sex questions. All of my questions? Probably not. What about my burning sex questions? Because usually yeah. burning has something to do with fire. gonorrhea. Oh, <laughs> see, I thought fire. <laughs> you thought STD. Yeah, why is that? Well, burning Dirty questions. Pervert. I don't know. All right. <laughs> it says I've got a lot of questions about sex. Ooh, yeah, we do. <laughs> but there's one question I get more than another. How do I increase my sex drive? Ooh. So, you guys want to start it off? Okay. Well, it says here, sexual pleasure is key to lubricating our relationships, making them flow better, especially through times of challenge. And when it evaporates, the loss of sexual desire not only has the power to cause relationship problems, but also robs us of something vital to health. Pleasure. That's right. Do you like pleasure? I love pleasure. You like it when your partner pleasures you? Oh, it's my favorite thing in the world. That's wrong. That's the wrong answer. Where's the gun? (laughs) Oh, what's the right answer? It's your job to pleasure your partner. It is my job to please (laughs) my master. It is. Okay. So let me ask this again. Long pause. Is it your... 
<laughs> do, do you What's the job? <laughs> I can't remember the question. Yes, my master. That's right. Okay. We'll All right. On. Moving can, on. Can we move to number one? Yes. John, understand your libido. My libido <laughs> needs to be understood. It really does. I, I don't understand it, and then I need I need to. So what I'm going to do is work with your libido to to understand two types of sexual desire. Active sexual desire, when we feel horny, and responsive sexual desire. Responsive sexual desire is the type that lies beneath the surface. It kicks in under the right circumstances, like when something great happens in life, a book deal, a big raise, or meeting a fab- fabulous potential partner. Or today, when my beautiful sub, Misty, walks in, and I tell her to assume the position and takes all of the clothes off and hands me a collar. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's responsive, right? Right. Like something happens and you can kind of warn it. <laughs> right. Okay. Just want to make sure we clear that up. We clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> it also can bump up when a present partner behaves in ways that are particularly appealing, making you dinner, touching that sensitive spot on your neck, engaging in active listening. Putting a collar on. Putting a collar on. I have a question. Okay. Does it make you horny when your man engages in active listening? Like, when someone listens to you, does that get you off? Because I know people who get pissed off when when I don't listen to them. (laughs) It can be a turn-on if somebody is actively listening to you. um, When you're telling something exciting or you're talking to them about something sad. Right, so they're getting excited with you. Yeah, and and the person speaking is feeling heard and understood, and it creates a connection. So, yeah, that can be a real turn on. So, to me, that would be more like engaged listening or, you know, it's active listening, but it's more about enthusiastic listening. Right, right. right. Making eye contact, right. nodding. Getting excited. I yes. just got promotion today. Yay, let's celebrate. Right. And they get excited with you. And the, the energy grows. The energy grows. Yeah, okay. I'm just asking because you're the expert. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me to sound smart in a podcast instead of the blonde hair submissive <laughs> that I am. <laughs> you don't need John's help. You're brilliant. Oh, jeez. Don't give him all the credit. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go for number two, Kiss at? I mean, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Give yourself time. The old model of desire was that it came before arousal. You got horny and then had sex. Our new model of desire is that it doesn't need to come first. You get aroused and then desire kicks in. In other words, getting some form of physical or mental sexual stimulation going can help prime sexual desire by arousing the mind or body. That's what we do that so much in BDSM and in power exchanges. Right. So a lot of it is physical stimulation, but with BDSM and power exchange, it's mostly mental. Right. Because you're giving over, as a sub, you're giving over your decision-making abilities and your responsibilities over to the dom. So it, it is a mental. It's very much a mental because 
And then I fuck with you all the time. Right. And just have your head twisted. You don't know what the fuck's going on. And, and then, then I, I forget then I my place. I scare the shit out of you. Trouble. And you drip on the floor like a little leaky sock. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you get mind fucked. I do. That's what we call a mind fuck. I don't and, know. And so that means, and I get aroused. You're right. Right. Mental, Very much. Mental sexual stimulation is just a fancy way of saying mind fuck. So, <laughs> although we might not be feeling particularly in the mood, we can ignite the more active type of sexual desire by jump-starting our engines. I like how you jumped and your boob shake when you said jump-start. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Oh, I was thinking about what we do to jump-start jump start. our engines. <laughs> An easy way to do this is to use a vibrator to get yeah. physical arousal going. No. Yes, but that happens so fast if we do that. Another option is to engage in the fine art of flirting to get the mental juices flowing. Or we do both. We do it all. And we do butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. we do. All right, Mia. Sounds like it's your turn. Is it? I suppose I could do it. <laughs> Prioritize self-care. You know, my husband's always saying this to me. And obviously it's very important. And sometimes I'm more selfless than I should be. So it says chronic stress can truly derail sexual desire. Cortisol, a stress hormone that lingers, is rough on the brain and body. It can lead to impaired immunity, mood disorders, weight gain, sleep problems, and memory concentration difficulties. And it can also dis- decimate your libido. Decimate it. Yeah. yeah. Destroy that motherfucker. This is one of the many reasons it's so important to prioritize mental health. If you're climbing into bed at night, anxiously going over what happened at work that day, or worrying about your to-do list for tomorrow, there's no way you're going to be in the mindset to think about sex. Try starting a relaxing bedtime routine, a hot shower, some yoga, reading something unrelated to work to help you physically and mentally unwind at the end of the day. And, you know, that's probably something I should do. I mean, I do the hot bath, and I usually just put on TV. Right. But then I find that I'm watching something, speaking of my um, blah, 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 blah. Oh, lady. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I put on Big Bang, and there's a lot of arguing that happens. And then it's like I'm restless after I watch it. Right. I'm like, I can't do this. You know what you need to do? What? You listen to this podcast. And laugh my ass off. Yeah, because this is just mindless nonsense anyway. And that will create healthy endorphins. I should do that. Mm -hmm. I really should. I do it at work. It makes me feel better. But you know, saying doing yoga before bed, half the time I'm so fucking exhausted. I don't feel like doing anything. It's like, I want to take a hot bath and get into bed. Well, a hot bath and then get into bed is really the best way to do it. Absolutely. It's really not... It's not healthy to exercise right before you go to bed because that keys you up. Right? And I know yoga is supposed to wind you down, but it doesn't necessarily. No, I don't think so. I think the big thing to pay attention to is that um, cortisol, the stress hormone, can really make you sick. And so not just, you know, decrease libido, which is what we're talking about, but um, it can keep you in, in a very sick state for a very long time. Hmm. Very interesting. Sick. So. Sick state. <laughs> it's toxic. Oh, let's detox then. Do a digital detox. You know what? 
this is actually that's good something advice. that we don't talk about a lot. No, we, we do not. We're on our phones all day, every day. We're sending text messages. Yeah. Doing stupid shit. I'm supposed to be at work, but I'm sending you guys videos. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So we, we're always on our phones. A major source of stress in the, is the way we use our attention. Continuous, continuous, continuous partial attention, CPA, describes how we are constantly plugged into our devices. Even when we're not actively using them, our devices sit nearby, keeping us on perpetual low-level alert. Yes. That's right. They're That's always, so true. They're always binging. And we're always, as soon as it bings, we've got to know who it is. The American Psychological Association finds that constantly checking electronic devices is linked to significant stress for most Americans. The remedy? Unplug from your device and turn them off for some portion of the day. I recommend three device-free periods each day. That means the phone or computer is turned off or in another room. Not only will you give you a break from the drain of continuous partial attention, it can also help boost your mood and your sex drive. And that's something that, that I do practice. I do not carry my phone around with me all the time, especially when I'm at home. I'll just put it down and, and I don't check it. I don't carry it around. I hate it, actually. It becomes a burden, doesn't it? It, it is a real burden. Yeah. I do not like feeling obligated I know, I to respond that. right away. I hate that feeling. And, you know, my husband actually had a good time um, thinking about one day. He's just like, he was really just like obsessed over it. He's like, just put the phone down for one day. Put it down. It's going to make me happy. It's going to make you happy. And the whole time I was kind of worrying about it. But then after a couple of hours, it's like, well, this is really nice. I don't have to deal with anything. This is great. So, yeah. Relax. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, um, so it's something that steals our attention and when you're working with um, a scene or if you're living it, then things that take away from your attention um, take you away from the, from the role, from the experience. Definitely. Yeah, I had more to say about that, but I forgot in the middle of it, so... I think you've covered so, a lot so of it. So many squirrels, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now when I forget what I was saying. Well, you know, so many hands touching I know, if I, if I stop playing with you while you're trying to talk. <laughs> we found out today, too, it's hard for her to read while she's stimulating herself with a vibrator. <laughs> Very <laughs> big, girl. I won't let her come until she read the back of the, the bottle, which was already in small letters and hard to read. <laughs> it was in small letters. <laughs> And then and she was edging, but she couldn't see the bottle. I could not but see it. But she couldn't come until she read me all of it. Oh all God. right. Okay, Mr. Master John, distraction. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> the art of distraction. I think between what you were actually saying about yours and what I was saying about mine, I think we can also agree that living in the moment is key. Right. You know, and I, uh, God, I'm terrible about that. Oh, well, I'll tell you, that's something BDSM does. It does. Is it brings you right into the moment. It really does. Um, right. In like, a scene. Like today, for example. I knew it had been a long week. been a rough day. I, I knew that, you know, we just needed to break some of the tension. So as soon as she walked in, I just looked at her. I didn't even say hello or love you, nothing. Just looked at her and said, assume the position. 
and it brought her right out of whatever was happening today mm-hmm. and brought her here with us and in the moment and we had a great evening on the rest of the month mm-hmm. just because we were able to break that that cycle yeah I get that so that BDSM yeah. does that for a lot of people it breaks yeah. it breaks the mental cycle that they're stuck in and brings them somewhere else for a little while yeah absolutely and for me it was just such a relief yeah because it was more than just kinky it was I know she needs this today, so when mm-hmm. she walks in the door, we're going to switch it right. Thank oh. you, baby. <laughs> See? It does help to have somebody knows what to actually do. I know. <laughs> oh, not me. <laughs> well, then who? I don't know, but not no, me. No, you do. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's your kids. turn, babe. Oh, try breathing exercises. Is that where we are? Yeah. Because I was reading that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> When you unplug from your devices, use that time to plug into your body. And this can help you, Mia, with the meditative part of it. Okay. Scientists call this the relaxation response, how we can use our bodies to calm our minds. So as an aside, you know, protocol, like when I assume the position, so I have to concentrate on... Um, my body position, you know, how far apart my knees are, um, you know, the way I grasp my arms behind my back or above my head and what the position is for. The collar that you forgot and had to go do it again. Right. <laughs> and then what, what, it, what it means that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bringing, bringing you into the present moment relaxes your body and you know and your mind is is focused mm-hmm. and i have singing bowls that i bring out sometimes oh, and this God. is exactly what i was trying to explain to you why i use them and what they do they bring you out of that mind because you have to pay attention to what you're doing to make that bowl sing right and as long as you're making that bowl sing you can't think about anything else so it brings you into that moment and it brings everybody else into that moment too the sound that it makes everybody doesn't matter what dungeon we're in and I'll do it on purpose. <laughs> I'll go in there and I'll make it loud. Mm-hmm. And everybody will stop what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And all of their energy will be focused on you. And it's a, it, it's difficult to explain how it feels, I know. But you can feel the energy in the room change. Well, you can, after you told me that and, and we did the scene at the rabbit hole, I was just very aware of that, that everyone's energy. I could feel everybody stop. And, and just real aware of the energy. People are very enamored with it. Well, it just, it it does something. It makes it you does. just stop and take notice. And then, you know, the, the rhythm of the, or the waves of the noise, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, it's, it's about what we're going to talk about, the parasympathetic response. You know, it's, it's going into your central nervous system. And creating a calming effect. And it says here, this is the parasympathetic response is key to all sorts of bodily functions, including digestion, healing, and sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. It does. It makes you horny, doesn't it? Oh, I can come from the singing bowls. Yeah. It's okay, baby. I'm going to get some more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says a simple practice that can reduce our stress reactivity. Breathe in for a count of four. Breathe out for a count of six. Repeat six times. You know, people talk or about that all the time. I, I use visualization with my patients. 
So I look at um, colors and the patient picks out what color is calm. And so whatever color they see is calm, they breathe that in and then they assign a color to stress and they exhale that color out. So it's both a visualization and doing it, practicing it. Hmm. Yeah. That's very cool. That that helps. All right. Mia, use your words. Ooh. Getting what you want sexually can help increase both your active and responsive desires. If you're really into nipple orgasms, ooh, oh, that's misty. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into all orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> but your partner has no idea their thing. Speak up. Taking a risk to ask for what we want can be scary, but it's also the way to boost the ongoing sexual potential of our partnerships. And remember, it's important to prioritize your own pleasure. And that's the important thing. We talk about this all the mm-hmm. time. Like, communicate what you really want. Right. And, you know, people can judge you, but if somebody really wants to have sex with you or they love you, they're going to fucking do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, but also, true. Yes. <laughs> but true. also, it opens up the doorway for them to ask for what they want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're going to do, they're going to make some concessions to do what you want so that you'll do what they want. It's called negotiation. Oh, you've talked about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people will do that because they're in a good relationship. Right. But then you have other people that I'm sure have gone to Misty to say, well, you know, my wife, she don't want to do this. Right. My wife don't want to do that. She doesn't want to suck your dick. Oh, really? Did you yeah. eat a pussy yet? No? Okay. We'll come back when you do. <laughs> <laughs> or or if he just, you know, shoved her head down there but but didn't say, you know, are you willing to suck my dick or, you know, so he's freaking the shit out of her. We don't know what our partner wants unless our partner tells Right. Her. And so it's really just about talking about it first. It was real easy for us because I just gave you like a hundred pages of stuff and said, "Mark what you like." Right, <laughs> and you know, you give it back to me in a couple of days. If if we could have that, um, so we didn't have with to talk every about premarital counseling session, that would be good. Yeah. Okay. But it, all jokes aside, it is a good way to open up the conversation and say absolutely. And what I told you, I don't know if we talked about this part on the, but I said. The more honest you are, even though it might be scary, the more f- fun we're going to have. Because if you want something to happen and you don't tell me, it's not going to happen. That's exactly what you said. <clears throat> All right. Understand your cycle. Oh, I don't have a cycle. I'm a boy. Are you sure? <laughs> um, let's talk about your ovulation, John. <laughs> you know, men have a men monthly do, thing. Men, you know, and it's a seasonal thing, too. Different parts of the year, men and women both. You know, in the springtime, like any other animal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, mm-hmm. people get real fucking horny. Well. Especially around February, Valentine's Day. On Valentine's That's Day. That's why there's so many fucking Scorpios. It's, yeah, so many people are born in the spring because we're shut up in the winter, and that's all we have to do. But, I mean, thank God. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we were snowed in and that's... We couldn't go to work. We couldn't go to school. You just had to fuck all day. We'd have to eat each other because we wouldn't have any money or any way to get to the store. So we'd have to eat each other's love juices. 
plug to sustain one another. <laughs> oh my God. I could live off of dragon juice. Phoenix water is amazing. <laughs> Look, we just ate Mexican. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to throw up my tostadas. <laughs> so, For women, active desire tends to vary across the menstrual cycle. See? <laughs> I didn't even know, but I was right. I never. I usually don't know when I'm right. <laughs> I always know when I'm wrong. But. Continue talking okay. about your period. <laughs> okay. Usually peaking at the time of ovulation. Ooh, sounded like SpongeBob. Ovulation. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time of the month when women are most likely to initiate sex. In fact, okay, guys. Pro tip. If a girl's initiating sex, it's because she's trying to have a baby. You should always be the one initiating sex. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, Just hey. kidding. Okay. <laughs> we need a buzzer. But if a girl's coming on strong, make sure you put on that condom. All right. In fact, women tend to have 24% more sex during the days when they are fertile, even if they aren't trying to get pregnant. Understanding the natural fl- fluctuations in your sex drive can help you boost it. If you were all over your partner last week, but this week feels as though you're in a desired de- desert. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> desired desert. Don't panic. Instead, make time for activities that can help boost your responsive desire, like tapping into what turns you on in life in general. Tuning into what makes you feel fully alive, engaged, excited, and enthusiastic about our lives beyond the bedroom can translate into a kind of erotic energy we can bring back to our sex life. Huh. Hmm. We can go on an energetic bike ride and see if that makes us horny. Huh. No? You don't like that one? <laughs> Not particularly. Oh, look, your tits are up. <laughs> Mia says, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? I like that one. <laughs> what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Okay. All right, Misty, tell us about checking your birth control. <laughs> okay. Some women taking birth control pills experience a decrease in libido. If anyone makes fun of the way I just said pills, I'm going to hit them. No, you're good. If this is happening to you, consider speaking to your doctor about finding a non-hormonal method of birth control that doesn't dampen your desire. Um, And the pull-out method really is not the best. Your pull-out game is weak? My pull-out game is weak. (laughs) Your your game is strong. That's why they don't pull out. Uh, Thank you, yes. Okay. (laughs) Their pull-out game is weak. All right. But also, we just said in number seven... Ovulation makes you horny. If you're on birth control and you don't ovulate, obviously you're going to have 24% less sex because you never ovulated. Okay. I don't know. But Thank you for that math. You're welcome. <laughs> and did that make your head hurt? Totally. It said 24% up there, totally. so I used the, the, I know, the I, number they used. I, I know. It's you're not like right I in your calculations. I pulled that out of my ass. I mean, I did, but it's not like I did. I know. It's like smart. I sounded like I was knew what I was talking about. You kind of did. No. 
Then Okay. Okay. All right. John, this is your favorite thing. Masturbate. I do this all the time. We know that masturbating strengthens the neural connections between our genitals and the places in the brain that register sexual sensations and pleasure. Oh, so if we masturbate, it tells our brain to f- that it feels good. You think? This practice will literally strengthen <laughs> these pleasure pathways. Right. So next time, it'll be even better. So when we touch ourselves, sex becomes better. Right. And making orgasms easier to access and even more potent. <gasps> oh, because that's what's happened to me. Because they're so impotent. <laughs> they are impotent, darling. You're so funny and you're... Smart and you impotent. <laughs> you're impotent. <laughs> you're special. <laughs> there also appears to be a hormonal explanation for why self pleasure can increase your sex drive with your partner. Masturbation could provide a short term boost to our testosterone levels, and since testosterone is what drives the sex drive in both sexes, we can end up feeling more desire as a result. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. You know what else masturbation can do as a short-term boost? Give you stress relief. <laughs> <laughs> I like yours better. Wow. <laughs> no. Man, we just working that bean. No, no. You do it in front of your partner, and their desire goes up. It's, it, yeah. Then you get fucked. Oh, that is better. Yeah, if you're going to masturbate, let me watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the pussy hitting begins. <laughs> All right. Oh, here we go. Is it my turn? It is your turn, John. Okay. And here's my favorite one because libido is your sex drive, right? Right. So the way to increase your sex drive is by number 10, have sex. Right. Have more sex. Well, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to increase our libido. So we can have more sex, and it's telling us to do that by having more sex. I'm confused. Well, <coughs> having more sex is what we usually want, right? Right. But if we have a little libido, how am I going to have more sex? I need to get my libido up to have more sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is a vicious cycle right here. Well, your libido is like your desire. So, if, Well, and you have to have desire, I guess, to get so if I have, on. So if I have more sex, <laughs> and then my, my libido goes up, and then I have more sex... And then my libido goes up, and then I have more sex than my libido. Yeah, then you become us. Right. Ooh. We fuck a lot. <laughs> we do. And that's why they listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> People want to know how to have better sex. And here it is, number 10, have more sex. Have more sex. That's how you do it. That's it. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have one more. And the more sex we have, the more sex we usually want. Once we've had an experience like having sex, it's more likely to stay on our minds. This can prime us to be more attuned to our sexual selves. Well, All this, this day is, long. This is for a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you ever have sex, you're going to want to do it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. You're so crazy. Okay, ready? Ready. You want to do this one? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's distracting you. Go ahead. Don't stress if you're not feeling it. Everyone's desire curve is different. Some people have a high baseline level of active sexual desire and others don't. So don't worry if you don't feel actively like having sex. Take advantage of when you do. And as the course of desire flows over the month, 
or the course of relationship. Learn what works for you to jumpstart the engine of your responsive desire. Exciting. There we go. There you have it. So if you don't, if you're not horny, switch over to responsive desire and have them show you your tits and rub on you a little bit. Right. Kiss your neck. Beat off some mm. in front of each other. And most <laughs> importantly, if you want to have sex, have, have more, more sex. sex. <laughs> right. Exciting. <laughs> that is just so exciting. God, I can't believe we just did that. All so right. exciting, yes. I think that's enough of our bullshit for one episode. I think so, yeah. too. So Boy, that was exciting. Wow. You just cut me off, didn't you? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my place. Where's, that? Where's the Nerf gun? <laughs> I've got it ready. Well, well, I'm getting ready to shoot her in the, in the pussy. Pussy! Move your hand! Oh! <laughs> Locked and loaded, Master John. Make all of your communication desires. <laughs> Become realities. <laughs>